When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Lakers postgame, everyone. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcast. On this week's episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos, I just dropped just a couple hours ago the state of pro wrestling with John Orlando from the PVD cast as we cover the Vince McMahon Latest scandal, also as well, the WWE and Netflix, the Royal Rumble, the road to WrestleMania, and more. So go ahead and check out our full hour conversation right there at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Plus also as well, of course, inside sports fantasy football. We don't have an episode coming up this week. We're going to save it for next week with our Super Bowl predictions. But if you want to catch up with all the stuff we've been talking about over the course of the past few weeks, that's right there for you on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Tell you what, right now, it is, of course, the Lakers Fast Break. Truly appreciate you joining us. It is, once again, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Big shout out to all of our good friends, the Lakerholics, Lakerholics.com. Joe Soro, who will be hosting his Lakers nightcap tonight, right there for you at, of course, Lakers Fast Break, Lakers nightcap. And, of course, also as well, our good friends, Empire Jeff TV, Lakers in Five. Also as well, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights, of course, uh, John McCallion Channel, and Lakers Corner, and also as well, Clutch Talk with John Costa. Go ahead and check out all these great channels. And speaking of great channels, go ahead and make sure, make sure you wish you can. Please go ahead, help those programs out, help those channels out. But again, please, if you can, help out us by going ahead and liking and subscribing right here for us at the Lakers fast break. Just to let you know, Sean, Tango Soro, Tango Soro. Indeed. Just want to let you know uh, as far as this concerned with the, with the headphone, but it is of course the Lakers fast break. It is Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this thing. The Lakers come into tonight after the double overtime victory. One of the best games of the NBA season over Golden State in the middle of the Grammy trip, looking to get another victory against 
This time around, a team they've had a hard time dealing with, hard time getting all the players with on the court, and that is the Houston Rockets. And tonight, it looked like the Lakers had just played a double overtime game because I'll tell you what, right now, it looked bad from the get-go. It looked bad from the jump. And I guess what it comes down to is Joe and I talked about during the NBA draft when the Lakers picked Jalen hood Shafino. We were screaming before they made the pick to pick Cam Whitmore, to go ahead and choose Cam Whitmore. And unfortunately, they chose Jalen hood Shafino. So flash forward a few months later and the Lakers playing against the Houston Rockets and the Lakers are down by four as Cam Whitmore comes in to finish out the last four minutes of the first quarter, he proceeds to explode all over the Lakers and show energy, athleticism, the things that Jalen Hutchifino wish he had. But he can't do that very well sitting from the bench. As he watched firsthand the guy that was chosen after him explode on the Lakers for 12 points, giving the La- the Houston Rockets a double-digit lead, and they never looked back from it. The Lakers fell down by as many as 30 points had their usual fake comeback in the fourth quarter to get it to 10 points. And unfortunately that was not enough as they ran out of steam. The Lakers lose 135 to 119. Where are they at magic man? Your old friend again? Below 500. My old friend come to see you again. (sighs) Gerald, we can't, we can't dig ourselves out of this hole. No, no, we can't indeed. But it is, of course, the Lakers fast break. And first man up, first man here. I want to go ahead and make sure he gets the sound off at this point in time. It is the guy behind, of course, Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. And, of course, Simblades, SimbladesWithTheWide.com and Lakers Nightcap with Joe Soro. It is Joe Soro. And, Joe, good to have you here. I just remember in June, you and I screaming, at the top of our lungs during that broadcast to get Cam Whitmore. You and I were in agreement on it. And just to signify how bad it is right now with the Lakers and the decision-making, I think that's just a little sign right now, just telling you that this might not be the Lakers season we want it to be. I would fire Darvin Ham right now if I was in charge. If I was in charge, he would have been fired. Well, actually, he would have been hired, number one, but he should be fired tonight and it, the, the team would be better off just having a coach by committee with Phil Handy and the rest of the crew, because he is absolutely without, without any, any doubt that he is, he needs to go. He needs to go. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to break down some details for the nightcap tonight on our fa- my favorite lineup, which includes uh, Torian Prince, D'Angelo Russell, and Austin Reeves. The death kneel of all lineups is, is those three playing. And the statistics have been saying this all year, and he refuses to get off it. Uh, Darvin Ham, if you're listening, Torian Prince, Austin Reeves, and D'Angelo Russell cannot play defense at the same time. And then on top of that, you have a you have LeBron James who can't play defense for the 37 minutes you're giving him in a loser game like this for some weird reason. And then on top of that, you have a semi-injured AD on top of that. Also, towards the end of the game, you're down 10 and you don't insert AD back into the game to try to maybe win the game. 
this mother, you know what, needs to go and never be seen again. He needs to go, not just out of the Laker locker room. He needs to never coach in the NBA. He is trash. He is absolute trash. He has no idea what he's doing. And if and for 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 me, the the venom is going to go towards Rob Palenka and Genie right now too. You're letting this happen. You are ending this season now. You are. You are Genie. You and whoever whatever you do these days. And Rob Palenka, whatever whatever freaking rat hole you're in right now, uh, you got to get out and get rid of this guy. It's better to just get rid of this guy and just try and. Bill Russell this at this point. Let LeBron be the coach. He's, he's probably a better coach anyways. It's over. It's over right now. Get rid of Darvin Ham. Get him out of there. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. I'm going to have statistics tonight for the nightcap. I'm going to show you guys what the, the point differential was when Torian Prince, Austin Reeves, and D'Angelo Russell we're, we're playing at the same time tonight. And you're you're, you're going to be in shock. You're going to be in shock that I've, I've repeated this how many times that a jackass like me in the middle of nowhere can recognize this and this idiot can't. Or there's something else going on. What's going on? You're supposed to coach. Why are you not setting this team up to succeed? Stop playing those three guys at the same time. Put in Vando. Put in Jackson Hayes. Put something else in there. This, These three do not work together. Your main deficiency is you cannot play defense. Every time you put these guys in the lineup, the other team turns into freaking Superman and Batman. Is it that hard to figure out? Is it that hard to figure out? Fire that guy tonight. He needs to go. Just go. He needs to go. There is no more discussion. I don't care if they win five games in a row right now. He is not going to help. He is going. He is a detriment. He needs to go. And that's – LeBron played 37 minutes tonight, folks. He should have sat in the fourth quarter if you weren't going to play to win. You were down 10. You had your little fake run comeback, and you still didn't insert AD back in the game when – can we, if you, then what are we doing this for then? What did you come back for then if you were going to try to win? I want to go ahead before I get it to you, Sean. I really want to ask them this question. So I apologize. I'll get it to you guys in a second. John and Sean, I, I, just be patient for just a little bit while longer. I need to ask Joe this question. I mentioned it in the playback and I mentioned it in the pregame. Darvin Ham's comments before the game today was that they did try out Cam Whitmore, they did work out Cam Whitmore before the, the draft. And he called him a bright young superstar that's going to be in our league for a long time. Someone that they knew had a bright upside when they were working him out then. But yet they passed over him for a guy that's now sitting on their bench and playing in garbage time. You believe that him? is absolutely bad on both ends of the floor. I think that's a that's a cop out, bull crap, horse crap, every kind of crap that comes out of an anus comment. I don't believe him. If that was the case, then why don't you draft him? You draft the best player when you are drafting in the NBA, especially in the NBA. We've talked about this before. Why didn't you draft him then, numbnuts? Why didn't you draft him if he's the best athlete and he's amazing and he's going to be great? That's the guy you needed. He scored 20 points tonight, barely playing. He barely played. 
And I don't even know why Yudoka took him out. I, I don't even know why he took him out. I'm like, why are you taking him out? This guy is running a, a 4-240 next to guys running 5-440s. He was dunking like LeBron was dunking 12 years ago. What are you, what are you waiting for? He's amazing. He could jump out the building. He's an amazing athlete. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. But we went with uh, Hood Shafino because, you know, we don't want somebody that's good. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, my friend. It just absolutely boggles the mind. Get rid of Darvin Ham. Oh, man, I can't. I, I, what am I going to say? I, it's like banging your head on the wall at this point. I don't like any of the – I don't like anyone on this team above the team. Like, I can't stand them. The, the sheer look of Darvin Ham, I, I just want to choke, choke something. And where's where's the owner? Where's the GM? Where are these people? What the hell are they doing? Fire him! You're not going to win this year already. Why are you allowing this to continue to happen? Get rid of him! Get rid of him! Get rid of him! He is not going to help you win this year. You might as well get rid of him. What are you waiting for? You, you have to pay him. It's over. What? You're going to fire him in the summer? What's that going to do? At least right now, you fire him now, and you start looking for a good coach now, right now, and try to get some kind of brain to it, you know? Get someone who actually knows how to coach and sit with LeBron and sit with AD especially and say, listen, we need to find a good coach. I need you to to really, really give this coach all the ability to do what he needs to do because that's usually another barrier that a coach needs to get through. Is the stars, okay? The stars usually screw things up, too. They need to stop with this. They're not work. It's not working. Get rid of the problem. Cut the cancer. Cut it. It's over. Stop trying to do chemo on it. Cut it. Get it out. Start over. You'll have a chance. You'll have a you have a zero percent chance of winning this year. Maybe you'll have a 05 percent chance of winning this year if you get rid of them. Get rid of them. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you could get you the Here's cell phone version yeah. that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, <laughs> shell shaky has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're finding their seat with the popcorn already in hand. You oh, know, come on, that, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean, like with a mono I, sound. There you go. Oh, God. Yeah. That's that's the worst part. You only get sound in the left ear, not the right ear. Something like that. You can find that version already if you really want it. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. This <laughs> Gerald Glassford, along with Joe Soro, John Costa, and also as well, the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to stop on by. It is truly appreciated. It was part of our playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break live coverage. It is the magic man, Sean Christ. Sean, great to have you here. I don't want to say this was unexpected, but coming off the double 
overtime win. You knew the Lakers would come into Houston filled with excuses. You know, when you saw JHS playing only garbage time and Cam Whitmore destroying Houston, you can just sense the excuses coming down the lane. It just seems to me that the Lakers are not in a good place right now, back at your old 500 once again. Absolutely. And shout out to Joe. I'm sure he didn't want to go off on a rant, but he did it anyway for the good of the the squad goals. So props to Joe. And Joe, you do not live in the middle of nowhere. You live in a beautiful city called Temecula. The middle of nowhere would be somewhere like Waterloo, Iowa, or Omaha, Nebraska. That is the middle of nowhere. And Gerald, I meant in the I just meant that he should just be just late to stay there. Okay. I didn't mean anything by that. For, for, okay. For, gee, okay. 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 Sorry, Magic. I'm just saying. No, okay. no, no. Send Darvin Ham to Waterloo, Iowa. Put him in a gym. Lock the doors. Keep him okay. inside. Okay. Keep him in the gym. Okay. So yesterday we were talking about, um, or we were emphasizing why this team should not spend valuable assets to, um, uh, kind of mitigate the crap hole that is the Los Angeles Lakers right now, or at least uh, the, the fans, the fans want something. They want a pound of flesh. We want another ham and, or most of us just want to stand pat at this point because there's no point. There's no point in throwing money down the drain, Gerald. And that's what you'd be doing by trading a first round pick. Uh, a player that potentially has four or five years on the on a on a value contract, plus another like two or three, where you're not paying through the teeth unless they're like a super max uh, at like eighteen or twenty four range. That being said, what this is is if you were gonna throw money at this situation, here's a good analogy. So when we were in high school, we had a friend named Trent. And Trent had a really, really good part-time job, and he got a really nice Acura Infinity, Gerald. And so he wound it up getting girls that were out of his league. And one day, there was this really good-looking woman who started flirting with him, you know. Oh, nice guard. And, like, before she even left, I said, Trent, don't date her. And she looked back at me and she gave me like this, like this evil look. I was like, Trent, don't date that. Don't date that girl. She's out of your league, man. And he got really mad at me and he wouldn't talk to me for like a week. But what happened, Gerald? A week later, we were in gym class and he pulls me over to the side. He's like, Sean, he's like, bro, I should have listened to you, man. I should have listened to you. I spent like $500 on three dates and uh she didn't call me back i was like dude i told you this would happen like you don't you don't throw you don't throw money away you don't put it in a bad situation right you don't date out of your league right that's what the that's what fans want the lakers to do right now gerald spend spend or sacrifice to get better there's no point in doing that because our coach is darvin ham you'd be you'd be you'd be wasting wasting money You'd be I, wasting money and you'd yeah. be spending assets that are out of your league because we are not in a position to compete for a championship at all. At all. This guy, is, as a coach, he is the worst coach I've ever seen in the game of basketball. 
the worst. And I've seen a lot of really, really bad coaches, Gerald. Jim Boylan, John Beheim, Chris Forsberg, just to name three terrible ones. Darvin Ham is worse than all three of those guys combined. And Chris, Chris Ford uh, was one of the biggest a-holes that ever walked through a locker room. Like that Boston Celtics team wanted to murder him, like literally murder him for the terrible communicator he was, terrible game manager he was. And he was just unfit to be a head coach. And Darvin Ham fits that bill. He's unfit to be an NBA head coach. This is going to be his first, and Joe is, Joe is correct. This is going to be his first and his last NBA head coaching job. He's going to follow in the footsteps of one David Blatt. Now, the big difference was Blatt had a winning record, uh, beyond a winning record. He was actually, he had an elite record. But yet, his personality did not fit the NBA as a head coach. Mostly because he came from Israel and Europe, Gerald. And the philosophy, the philosophies, as you know, in those basketball leagues is slightly different. Just to, just to say it mildly. Ham can't coach. He can't communicate well. He can't in-game manage. I mean, if you if you watch him, he barely he barely talks he barely talks to the refs. He just sits he just stands with his hands in his pockets, scratching that big dome of his, which I'd like to knock off. And he's just I think at times, Gerald, he's just wondering what he's doing there. He must because it it's completely overwhelming to him. It's completely overwhelming to him. Rui Hashimura got twenty two minutes tonight, Gerald. Played efficiently. He played efficiently last game too, Gerald. Rui has been playing efficient the past three weeks. And he's getting 18 minutes, 19 minutes, 22 minutes. Meanwhile, Torian Prince, who I guess has found a way up up Darvin Ham's rear like Lemmy Winks did for uh, Mr. Slave in South Park. And he's just... His favorite golden child can't do any wrong. Can't do any. And for for those out there who think, oh well, you know, Darvin Ham likes his guys, and Torian Prince is going to get paid this summer. Torian Prince will not get paid this summer. I guarantee. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you that. You think he's going to get paid this summer? That dude is a flamingo after about twenty five minutes. Jelly legs, like can't shoot for you know what. Uh, his defense is horrid, horrid. To to quote to to paraphrase what uh, Kevin Garnett said about Craig Sager's suit, it's horror awful. His defense is horror awful. And you still had LeBron and AD trying to give it a go tonight. And uh, as Joe had said, tomorrow one or two of them aren't giving it a go. And you still lost. This dude is is Bozo Bumpy the Clown. He is One, not Gerald. He does not. We have had how many guests on this show? Rich Two, Braxton Reynolds, Sam Yip, the guys from We Talk Mavs, Rel and King. 
over and over and over again. Me and Gerald are trying to find a guest who has one positive thing to say about Darvin Ham's coaching attributes. We are, Gerald. Like, people don't realize we're actually trying to find somebody who has something positive to say about Darvin Ham's coaching abilities. And we cannot. We cannot find that person. It's like looking for where's Waldo, trying to find somebody who has anything positive to say about Darvin Ham. And ding dong. And unfortunately, if they haven't fired him now, they're not going to fire him. There's already been reports out by uh, 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 Buha that uh, since if they're not going to fire him before the All Star break, he's he's safe. He's safe. So we're stuck with ding dong, dingling for the rest of this year. And like Joe said, you're just you're just wasting time. That's what this is. It's wasting time. And I feel for my friend, right? Because he has a job. He has a family. He could be doing other things. But he comes on this show because he he enjoys talking with people. He enjoys the Lakers. And this is killing him because it wastes his time. It does. And he's often talked on this show and in private about how much he hates that. He detests it. He despises it. But yet he still comes on game after game to do it. And props to Joe for putting squad goals ahead of his own, which is something Darvin Ham could learn from, from Joe Soro. But he won't because he's a blowhard bum. He's a bum. Also here today, a good man indeed. He is the guy behind Lakers Corner and Clutch Talk. It is John Costa. And John, uh, good to have you here. Want to go ahead and and uh, say that the Lakers, unfortunately, couldn't get the job done today. Not even close. Several problems all over the place. And again, there's people are frustrated now, as we see. Uh, but yes, where do you stand after seeing a game like today and a performance like you saw today in Houston? Man, I mean, I'm going to echo what everybody's been saying. Frustration. Frustration with Darvin Ham. Frustration with the with the way the team plays. I mean, we you know we just came off that double overtime game with the Warriors. You know, LeBron's tired. The, the, the team's tired. But in that first half, guys, like, we just looked it, – it looked hideous. I mean, in that first quarter, we – I mean, the whole game looked hideous. But that first quarter, we give up 42 points. And I just feel like – there's no LeBron James or Anthony Davis imposing their will all the entire first half. Uh, so that's, that's a atro- atrocity, but I mean, game wise, like this was, this was trash. This was trash through and through. Um, but, but what I want to talk about um, is I just feel like all of these coaching mistakes that I, at least I know I, I, I can't list all the coaching mistakes actually, because the list would be too long and we have a four, a four man panel. And I want us to all be able to talk. If I, listen, well, you, mistakes, get, you, they took, they had a lot of time to talk. You deserve all the time that you need, my friend. But so, well, you know, one of the, so one of the, you know, one of, one of the things I want to point out, right. is like Darvin Ham and, and, and his mistakes. Right. So the, Rockets, three players just in the first quarter, three players on front on the Rockets score more than 10 points in that first quarter. Okay. Cam Whitmore himself scored 12 points in a row. Okay. Four minutes. In four minutes, right? Exactly. 12 points in a row in four minutes. As a coach, like 
at, at some point, like you got to do something like 12 points in a row by one player is insane. And I'm telling you this from somebody who's played basketball, like you, someone on the other team scoring 12 points in a row and you as a coach just sitting there with your hands in your pocket, like how Sean said, scratching your head, doing absolutely nothing is quite literally insane. Like that is out of this world, right? Where is the where is the adjustments? Where is any of that? So okay, that's a that's a mistake. Early, early, early in the game, first quarter, our transition defense was terrible the entire game. The entire game. Another thing, that's a coaching mistake. If if I'm coaching and my team is not getting back on defense continuously, if we're continuously getting burnt after we after we score or we're not getting back on defense, you know what you know what the heck I'm gonna do? I'm gonna call a timeout. Because I have so many, because that's another that that's another mistake that, that that I'll get into that 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 he doesn't do. He has so many damn timeouts and he doesn't use it and say, Y'all get the fudge back on defense. Like uh, I just don't understand. Like that is kind of the role of a coach. That's what you're supposed to do. That like you're the eyes on the out on the outside of the court. Sometimes, like I'll, I'll be honest, like when you're in the court, when you're in the game, when you're in the in the middle of it, it's kind of hard to see, right? But having a bird eye view, so that's why you know sometimes, like when I'm watching the game and I see something from the TV, I give sometimes the players a benefit of the doubt because I'm like, you know what, like. It's a lot easier said. We got this great bird's eye view from right here, but the players, you know, right there in the trenches. It's it's kind of you know, it's kind of hard. But Darvin Ham, he's supposed to be that sixth set of eyes that's watching from this from the side, saying, "Y'all, we're not getting back on defense. Timeout. Let's do this." Okay. Another thing, like I was talking about, the lack of timeouts, guys. Like that's such a big coaching mistake. You know. Another thing I'll talk about when when you when you play basketball, like what's the number one way to stop another team's run? Timeouts, timeouts, right? Like like that is the number one way to stop another team's runs. And I think the Rockets probably went on like three to four different runs just in that second quarter when they blew the game, blew the lid off this game. And no timeouts. Like I, I'm, I think I don't want to misspeak, but I believe it was like in the fourth quarter. We still had four timeouts. We still had four timeouts in the fourth quarter. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And then the biggest mistake of them all, not putting Anthony Davis back in the well, game. He did say, and uh, Anthony Davis said his groin injury flared up in the second half. Uh, I, I'm noticing it now on Twitter. Just to let you. Know. <sighs> I mean. I still like I I, I at this I'm not point, telling you excuses. I'm just telling yeah. you what we said. And, and, no, I hear you, I, and I, I I appreciate that, Gerald. You know, keep keeping me in the in best infotainment. Lakers fast break, so I appreciate that, Gerald. But anyway, what what, what I was saying was like uh, we need every damn win. And 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 did you guys see? how Shangun was just attacking, attacking Hayes. Like it, it looked like Hayes was like a middle school child and Shangun was just like the, the, you know, the senior on varsity. <laughs> and he was just absolutely bullying him, taking shoulder to his chest and he could do nothing about it. Only thing he could do was foul him. And then Shangun to go to the free throw line. And again, like this, this is the mistake. Like no, like a coach has to see like, all right, cool. He's barbecue chicken. I got to take him out the game. And I don't care what's going on with AD. Overall, guys, I'm 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 pissed, and um, I, I, at least my hopes aren't going to get too high because I've already known this isn't a championship team at this point. I just it's just um it's just about the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of the season. We have our ups like the last games, and then we have our downs like this game.
Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 135 to 119. Joe, bringing you back in here again. Check out Joe Soros' nightcap tonight at 11 p.m. When it comes right down to it, Joe, just another piss poor performance from the Lakers. Absolutely getting destroyed on the defensive end of that first half. And no amount of a fake comeback was going to help the Lakers at this point in time. But yeah, it just it just seems like the Lakers, they came in here tired, ready to give out excuses, ready to throw this one away. If that's the case, why have LeBron and AD in there at all? That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. I can't be in a position to answer a question from someone who I believe is not very bright. Uh, I don't. I don't know what he. He doesn't know what he's doing. He, he has no idea what he's doing. He doesn't know when to call a timeout. He doesn't know how to set up lineups. He doesn't know how to adjust uh, to matchups. He doesn't have a coherent offensive set that we could rely on. He is up. He is atrocious. He is the worst coach I've ever seen in the, in a Laker on a Laker team. And I, I saw Randy Fun coach this team once. But the thing with Randy Fun is he didn't have any talent on the team. Uh, and Byron Scott uh, had been brought up today. Byron Scott had a, uh, a one limb. Kobe Bryant and and no players. So as much as we, as much as I don't, I never really liked Byron Scott's coaching even before then. Uh, you're not going to do much with no talent. This guy has talent on this team, and he's he's absolutely napalming it. Uh, I'm I'm actually very envious of Milwaukee at this point. I would have taken Doc Rivers a uh, hundred times hundred times out of a hundred times at this point, I would have taken Doc Rivers. He would have commanded the respect of LeBron James, Anthony Davis as two stars. And then the role players would have, would have, would have, would have respected him. He had, he, he still commands respect. He's had some bad instances in the playoffs. And I'm not trying to make excuses for Doc, but uh, they usually had the same common denominator. They had certain mental midgets at the end of, at the end of, end of games and things like that, that, that quit or just weren't capable of doing things. Uh, and I believe that this team doesn't have any quitters. I don't believe LeBron and AD are quitters, and I don't believe anybody on the team are necessarily quitters and crybabies. Uh, and, and they just, at some point, they do reach a limit of what nothing's happening. And the, the Lakers have, I don't, I don't, the, 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 there's earmarks everywhere. It, it was even after a win. Here's this guy doing a press conference talking about, I got to go get rest and get wine and eat food. Have you ever heard a coach talk like that? It's amazing, Joe. Absolutely amazing. I've never heard a coach who, who has sucked at his job talking about going to go drink wine. And I mean, does this guy, is this guy so delusional that, he actually feels defensive about what he's doing. This it was the first interview at media day, dude. First interview, first interview. I knew this guy was a, a chump because most of these guys are. I don't know why they get hired. I don't know at what point do these guys go into a world in their head that they they actually think what they're doing is right when it's not. 
And if this is a money thing with Jeannie and Rob, oh my God, you guys got to go too. <laughs> you guys got to get out of here. But it's 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 like arguing against the NFL, all the garbage that goes on in the NFL. It doesn't matter, folks. 30 million people are still watching each game. So what do we do at this point? The only thing we can do is stop watching. But we don't. So I'm going to end this again with the same button. We are the problem. All of us. We continue to watch this monstrosity. So therefore, they have no reason to do anything. They have no reason. We're watching 82 games, plus the five in the preseason, plus whatever play-in, whatever stupid tournament they have in there. We're watching them all. And then on top of that, we're doing radio shows, podcasts, for eight hours. They're sitting there laughing at every single one of us while we bitch and whine. So what 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 now? Where do we go? Am I am I gonna let down an audience now? We have thirteen hundred plus subscribed to this channel. We've had two thousand people watching through Facebook. Now what? Now now we're stuck in a good way because there are people out there that want to hear what we have to say, that get knowledge from us on what they say, that listen to Sean's cool stories, that listen to John's youthful enthusiasm that listen to Gerald's uh, mining through all this, the, the, the necessary questions. So now what, now what, now what are we going to do? We're in, we're in no man's land and we have to sit here and we have to soak in it and let it burn until a miracle happens where I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll get lucky and Doncic in a year says, get me out of here and I want to go to LA or I'm going to, you know, go back to Slovenia. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know where to go at this point, folks. I don't know. I, I guess I could always lean back to one thing. The Lakers have given us a lot. You know, six championships in a, in a, in a 24 year span is, <laughs> you know, what do you, what do you say? What do you say at that point? We're, 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 I'm trying to rationalize it at this point. I'm trying to put a silver line into it. But losing is losing. It's just, it is a, I don't, I'm not thinking about last year or two years ago or three years ago. I'm thinking about now. I'm thinking about someone who's incapable of doing his job that is still do, is still there. This guy has to go, and, and it's going to be like this pretty much every game the rest of the year. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 135 to 119. Sean, just for the record, uh, I was giving you the benefit of the doubt, which is why I was defending you. And again, for those that, that 
misunderstood his comments, please. That was not the intent or anything anywhere near what he was trying to say. But let's get back and move on to something even you know different now. When it comes to the Lakers, it's a bad scene, man. You have these small victories as they had in Golden State, and then you take two steps back. This is a lost season, in my opinion, at this point in time. I do not see a way out of this. These fringe marginal trades, as I mentioned in the pregame, they don't help you with the overall picture. All they'll do is just deplete your assets even more. But maybe you see it differently, Magic Man. Again, my good friend, my compadre, a guy that, I, again, I have so much infinite amount of respect for. I just don't want to see you hurt, and I'm sorry. Did not mean or any intent by that either. I'm apologizing to everyone on this show, so I'll apologize to you as well. But there's no apologies for the Lakers and how bad they're playing right now. Appreciate it. You know, sometimes you misspeak, Gerald. Yeah, and that's what I was trying to back you up on. Fair, Fair enough. enough. Let's yeah. move on. Let's move on. Uh, deplete is a very good word. Uh, wasn't in my vocabulary this evening, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good word to leave, use. Leave it to Rob Palenka to put it in your vocabulary. How about that? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, we do not want to deplete what we already have, which is, gosh, this is a, it's not even Davy Jones locker at this point. It's like, you know, we've got a couple boots and uh, a mirror in there right now with that first round pick. You want to just give that away for, I don't know, DeJounte Murray? No. Did anyone see DeJounte Murray's stellar defense on Luka Doncic the other night? Only held just, him to six seventy-three points. Yeah, it's just seventy-three points. Yeah, and that they, they he was tasked with guarding him for the most part because DeAndre Hunter couldn't guard a lamppost right now, and he was supposed to be your defensive specialist coming out of college. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, nobody, nobody else, even close to even that would help out this team uh multiple issues drilled and f like for goodness sakes it would be a ripple effect as well because uh, uh, riddle me this out there for everybody and the and in other chats as well even if the lakers acquired players that you or me or gerald or john or joe would find you know good very good adequate to try and mitigate some of the problems we have Help me understand why you think Darvin Ham would necessarily play that player. Because Rob Polinka acquired Rui Eshimura and Darvin Ham made a conscious effort to sit him, Gerald. To and that's where I go back with those two. That was that was the seminal moment for those two in their professional relationship. Because we talked about the resilience of that young man. After that, he didn't sulk, he didn't whine, he didn't complain, he didn't go to the media, he didn't go to Rob Palinka, he didn't he didn't go he didn't disrupt the chain of command. He took his lumps, took his licks, and he came back the next game and played very well. And it springboarded him into a very productive first round series against Memphis that Taylor Jenkins, I, I, I'm we're repeating ourselves again, but Taylor Jenkins dared him to beat beat the Memphis Grizzlies, and he did it three times in a seven game series. And now, instead of rewarding 
that performance. Darvin Ham seemingly is, I think there is a, there was a disruption in their relationship there, Gerald. And other than in professional terms, I think there's something personal going on with those two. I really do. That's, that's why I think uh, Darvin Ham is uh, resistant, reluctant to give him heavy minutes. So if that's the case, then you know what? Trade him. Trade him. Because it would be good for both parties. It would be good for Ham and it would be good for Rui. Rui gets a fresh start somewhere else with a team that may or may not give him the same kind of playing time, depending on his uh, reputation, as Gerald has said. I mean, you know, even before the Lakers, he was prone to having a 32-point game and then a four-point game the next night. So um, it's game to game with Rui, but he's been relatively consistent in the 20 minutes he gets drilled. Um, D'Lo, D'Lo was due for a game like this, and that's all right. It happens. This is the NBA. He was he was gonna he's gonna cool off a little bit from three, but D'Lo's D'Lo's again a strong-willed, resilient young man. He's gonna come back and play and play well again. Uh, that being said, Joe Joe had a great point. I mean, if if you were doing that fake comeback. Why wouldn't you put AD back in the game when you got it down to ten points? Like that's basic. Like John was smiling there. Even John, even Johnny knew. Yeah, we're gonna insert AD. Joe in- inserts AD. Everybody else except him, man. And I again, I think I think it just goes back to. Do you know? So Gerald, do you know why? Uh, so do you know who invented the telephone, Gerald? Alexander Graham Bell. Yes, so Bell, Bell, Bell was. Oh, right. well, that's the one. He was there. He's, he's. He was there. He was in the lab, so he gets yeah, credit for it. Exactly. But he, yeah. there were other Joe's people in the lab. Well, yes, there were be... other people in the lab. He just gets yeah. credit for it. So Bell, Bell was the first telecommunications company, right? I, would, I should have said the pizza delivery guy that was delivering pizza. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we give out. We give Isaac Newton for inventing gravity. He didn't invent gravity. Um. So Bell gets credit for the telephone. Okay, do you know why the tel why a telephone number is seven digits, Gerald? No, that I do not know. Okay, so the reason why a tel uh, a number is seven digits is because neuroscientists uh, did experiments and they found that a, uh, a normal intelligent human being, so average IQ, which is about a hundred. A person with about a hundred IQ can only retain about seven different like subjects or t- or retain seven kinds of information. That's why a uh, phone numbers. This guy can't even keep like three or four in his head at one time. Like it's it's a rollover with coaching Gerald. It's like turning it's like turning an engine on. You've got the tranny. You've got the motor. You've got the cylinders. You've got the Everything going on, and Darvin Ham is a dead car. He is a dead car. He's like a like we need you as a coach. You need at least like a like a Honda, like at least a Honda. This guy is like a Lada. He's like one of those old Russian cars that you have to push. How about down the Yugo? The- do you remember the Yugo? I do not. No, I'll have to look that up now. Look up. Yeah, All right, I'll have to look that up. But yeah, it's one of those guys where you got to push the car down the road to actually get it to start. Because um, he can't keep track of like four or five different things in his head. The rotations. How many timeouts do I have? 
do we have any challenges? What's the, what's the in-game adjustments looking like? How is that other coach responding to my rotations? Are there any other schemes I can run? And do I have the requisite gas to get these guys to the end of the line? That's that's seven major components to coaching. He he can't even keep track of four of those. This mm-hmm. guy, this guy, we need to jettison this. You know, it's like Bane with that doctor. Instead of Bane, you should just shoot him up in the air with a parachute. Let him land where he lands. That's what the Lakers should do right now. Because we need to hit eject. On this season. Or the plane is going to crash right into a mountain. There's already a crash and burn already, my friend. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we've lost an engine. You're right, Gerald. We've lost an engine. We're losing elevation. So you need to hit eject. We've lost a wing. Yeah. (laughs) Struggling to fly. (laughs) So let me ask you this, John. When it comes right down to it, you know, you see what's going to happen. And tomorrow night... With Anthony Davis saying his groin injury flared up in the second half and he wasn't able to move how he's accustomed to on either end of the floor. And Ham saying that uh, it's going to be a game time decision now for LeBron and AD. Uh, you know, nastiness by Dylan Brooks aside and the fact he goaded Vanderbilt into getting ejected. And now they're talking about all the nastiness that he provided. Yeah, but still, the Lakers were just right from the get go taken off their their whatever they wanted to do. And just right from the get-go, it was a lost cause. Where do we go from here heading into a back-to-back tomorrow night in Atlanta, John? You got to oh, throw the tape away. You got to <laughs> you gotta throw the tape away. I'm not going to lie. You got to throw the tape well, it's away. It's all on digital format, my friend. So. Oh, well, you got to – you know what you got to do? I, I mean, I I don't Teach think Darvin Hamill – Teach it from your memory, Johnny. That's it. Exactly. Like, I don't think Darvin Ham will do this because, like, I don't think he's a good coach. But what a good coach would do in this situation is a good coach would sit his players in his room and say, that was terrible. That was horrendous. We're just going to act like that didn't happen. We're going to put that past us and we're going to move on. We're going to we're going to move forward. I mean, look, I, we lost we lost Vando very early in this game. I, I don't think that Vando would have. um would have stopped this this bleeding that it was, but I do think that he would have helped it because I mean throughout this game, it was our defense. Like, was it what was the score in the third quarter? Like 64-94? Like yeah, they were down by thirty. Yeah, sixty four ninety four in the third quarter. I guarantee you know Vando would have helped would have helped that out just a, just a tad bit, especially the way Jalen Green was just blowing by people. Like it, it was crazy, guys. Like our perimeter defense is so ridiculously pathetic that. Jalen Green was just honestly attacking the hip and bone pass players. He would put it, uh, put his right shoulder down and attack the hip, and couldn't nobody do anything. Um, but what I what I think moving forward, you know, to answer the question, Gerald, I think we need to put this game behind us. We need to move on. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of games in that in the, in the 82 game season, especially on the back to back night like this. Especially, I mean, we came off that double overtime game. Now, now we have this, and then we'll have the back to back. So, you gotta, you gotta move on. Forget about it. Uh, if we, if we don't have no Anthony Davis, yeah, I'm, 
even more concerned than I already was because one thing one thing I say about this Lakers team is we go as AD goes. If AD doesn't go, we don't go. And um, if AD is not out there, then I'm even more concerned because boy, oh boy, did we not see what Singoon was doing to Hayes, and I wonder what the Hawks bigs will will do to Hayes. So. Yeah, we we need AD, man. I hope he. I hope and and this is and real quick, you know, I want to add this because Anthony Davis is super like injury prone. I mean, throughout his career, he's been super injury prone. Like, I want to give him his credit for what he's done this season, but he's played through a good amount of injuries. And I don't know if you guys have caught, but like on a lot of the of like the broadcasts, is like that's what they always say. Or like when you hear somebody play, he talk about Anthony Davis, they always say like he's been able to play through injuries this season. He's been able to play through injuries. Well. Here's the real test, Anthony Davis. Are you going to be able to play through these injuries? Because we need you. We're not we're not to the point where we can be taking games off, punting games. We need you. So are you going to play through this injury? Or what are you going to do, buddy? Magic Man, looks like you have an answer for me. I do. I do, Johnny. I have a theory behind that, brother. I do. I think it's a good one. Um, I'm pretty – I'm almost positive that LeBron invited him over for uh, a dinner at his home and they had a very long deep discussion about dude you need to be the number one option on this team because i am 38 years old i'm turning 39 and part of that is you staying healthy so what can i do help me understand what i can do to help you get through this season healthy and for the most part, Johnny has, and we still are 500. I, because I think LeBron knew deep down, and he, I think he still does, this is probably his last shot this season. Because he's going to be 40 next year. Gerald, Carl Malone, outside of that, not a whole lot of production from a 40-year-old. No. So I think this is it. This is this was LeBron's last season to say, yep, I can give it a go for roughly around 55, maybe 60 games at the most. At the most, I can give you what, what I got in the tank. And they have just let him down, Gerald. As much as as much as everybody wants to critique LeBron, <clears throat> Rodell. <clears throat> Uh, LeBron is 39 years old. You can't expect him to play like he's 29 years old anymore. He can't play 82 games a season anymore. He can't play 78. He can't really play 70. And this was an opportunity for Anthony Davis to take the reins. Take, because LeBron was basically passing the torch to him. Whether or not he took it, is a is another story, but the f- fact remains is that LeBron said that this is AD's team, so he handed AD the torch. Kobe didn't hand anybody the torch, right? That that was the whole that was the whole Game of Thrones video, Gerald. He's refusing to pass. He's refusing to pass because he wouldn't give up the torch because nobody was nobody was worthy of taking it. LeBron LeBron thought highly enough of AD to actually hand the torch over to him. And for the most part, he's played like first of all, he should be an uh, all-star starter. You can have two you can have two centers. You should have Anthony Davis 
and Nikola Jokic as uh, uh, your two centers for the Western Conference. That being said, he's not going to be a starter at the All-Star game. He's like They're likely going to overlook him as a All-NBA first team. He'll, he'll likely get the second team this year, uh, even though myself and Joe and other people recognize that if you had even just a smidge – just a smidge, Gerald, better perimeter defense. He would still be that defensive cheat code, man. But he is stuck playing an obsolete, obscene, dead-in-the-water drudge of a drop coverage. And I don't want to hear this crap about, oh, well, you know, that you could play drop coverage. You could play drop coverage with AD. You play drop coverage when you have an immobile center. That's why you play drop coverage, all right, out there. Stop, and and I know Zangerstein and other people will overanalyze this. The reason you play drop coverage is very simple. You have an immobile center. That's why Milwaukee employed it. Brooke Lopez, stuck in the mud. He moves like Frankenstein out there. He's like the Rob Gronkowski of, of the NBA. Just very slow plotting. But yeah, you put him in the right coverages, in the right scheme, he could be a dynamo. And he was for, for a little bit. But you know who had enough of the drop coverage, Cheryl? It wasn't Brooke Lopez. Who had enough of the drop coverage, everybody? Who's had enough of it? We no, mean... who had enough of it on the Bucks? It was Giannis. Yeah, oh, yeah, there was Giannis and they're, they're about to fire Coach Bud. If he didn't win yeah. that championship, he would have lost <laughs> yeah. his job because yeah, of that drop exactly, Johnny. Like you should have won a second championship playing like drop coverage or any other defense, yeah. right? But Bud wanted to play that defense, and he got he got caught up in it, Gerald. He got caught up in the blender, and Giannis hit Goyfi on the blender <laughs> for Bud. Goyfi. And we should hit Goyfi in the blender for Darvin Ham as a coach for the Lakers. The drop coverage is an unmitigated, like ball breaking defensive scheme. It it doesn't work in the NBA today. There are too many, there are too many good coaches, too many good scouts, too many half decent, half decent shooters in the league that will should preclude you. Preclude. That's a big word. I know. Being a little perspicacious right now. Preclude you from playing drop coverage. It's an obsolete defense. It doesn't work. Now, you're not going to play man-to-man anymore, obviously. We, we know that. The NBA is too, too skilled to play that. But play different mat coverages and schemes depending on what your personnel is and who you're against. That's, that's why firing Frank Vogel was a huge mistake Gerald Vogel would mix it up he was he was a mixed bag mixed green head coach that's what he was he could throw he could throw drop coverage he could throw hedging he could throw blitzing he could throw out man he could throw out zone I just named five right there off the top of my head that he could throw out there instantaneously and understand the personnel meets meets the matchup Johnny go ahead brother Look, Magic Man, I wanted to say this because I I actually I was never a big fan of Frank Fogel. I'm not gonna lie. But 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 I also feel like that's because Rob Polinka messed him over because and 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 here's what I mean by this. 
Frank Fogel is a defensive-minded coach. And when we won the 2020 championship with him, what were we? We were defensive dogs. Like, could nobody get past us? We had Dwight back there. We had JaVale. We had AD holding it down. We had our uh, every badly. We had our guards on the perimeter. So defensive, we had defensive-minded players with a defensive-minded coach. Worked out. We won a championship. Great. And then all of a sudden, like, I don't understand why Lakers uh, uh, had a front office decided, oh, hey, we just won a championship with this method, this blueprint. How about we go in the absolute total opposite direction and just go sign Carmelo Anthony and Trevor Reza and let's just let's become an offensive minded team. And then once once we try that offensive minded team the next year after we won that championship, um, it was it, it, Frank Fogel looked like a terrible coach. Why? Because he's a defensive minded coach with a with offensive minded players. And I just think that I, I think that like we're in a situation right here where it's like we I don't think Darvin Ham's defensive minded or offensive minded. He's not a, he's not a he's not a coach minded player. I mean, he's not he's not a coach at all. He's supposed he should be somewhere at the end of the bench on some assistant on some assistant coach role or something like that, because that drop coverage and, and, and you know, Magic Man, you said you I love what you said. You, you were like, you know, some people sometimes they they overanalyze the game. Right. And they, they take too many numbers into it. And like, yes, like I'm not going to lie. I think that numbers are important and numbers tell a big story. But after the end of the day, y'all, this is a this is a game. This is a game of basketball and numbers can't always quant like quantify like everything that goes on within the game. And that drop coverage is 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 so bad. And And you talked about why you play it. I think another reason is the only reason why you you, you should be uh, having drop coverage defense is when, like how you said, the other guard who has the ball is a bad shooter because then you can just drop, drop down and double the big who's going to be rolling to the hoop. I'm going to be honest, guys. I don't think that there is one team in the league right now because the league is so talented right now, especially at that guard position. I don't think that there's one team right now, may, maybe the Pistons, but Kate Cunningham got pretty good midi. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe the Washington Wizards if Jordan Poole's having a bad night. But I, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm, I'm looking through both the Eastern Conference and Western Conference. I don't think there's one team in the NBA that I think like, all right, cool, guys, like, it's a good idea to run a job coverage because we're not really worried about that point guard lighting us up because he can't shoot. Go ahead. Look through every team. Look through every team in the NBA. I cannot find one team that's like, all right, this is the game plan for today. Let's run this job coverage because they, these guards just can't shoot at all. Why? Because this is the talented, talented heck league. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that word. This is a super talented league and everybody can shoot because I mean, whether we like it or not, Stephen Curry changed the game. And now if you can't shoot as a guard in this league, you'll quickly find your way out of this league or, or unless you're just a great like defender. Uh, but then, but then you, you, you know, you gotta be one of those like six, seven, six, eight run, run around guard one through four defenders just to be specialty players. What point I'm getting at here is there's basically no freaking reason on God's green earth to be running drop coverage in today's NBA with how talented these guards are and how everybody can shoot. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose. Unfortunately, they fall to 500 after another miserable performance today. 135 to 119. Joe, I know you had some comments for Isabel uh, that you wanted to go ahead and mention, but yes, another disappointing performance, my friend. 
I know you'll mention some more things tonight in Lakers nightcap with Joe Soro at 11 p.m. Pacific. Well, Isabel was being, uh, I guess, condescending uh, about why LeBron came to L.A. LeBron coming to L.A. made a lot of makes a lot of sense if you look at his career trajectory. It was he just he, there was nothing else that's going to happen in Cleveland, and he, he, you know, his kids were growing up and. Most families want to live in better weather and better opportunities and better entertainment, let's say. In L.A., when you have money, Southern California, L.A. has that. If you don't have money in L.A., you might as well be living in a trash can. But if you have money, it's one of the best places you can be in. Uh, LeBron came to L.A., at least the, the, the info from deadhead morons uh i guess he was coming here to retire uh I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there racking my brain on what kind of stupid comment that is from people who are getting paid to talk sports uh if he wanted to retire he could go retire he didn't come to la to retire or go in the movies movies is a locked up business folks okay lebron michael jordan Will Chamberlain, like none of these guys have any say in that world. That world is as tight. I'm not going to say that one. Let's just say it's as tight as a brand new shirt. So when we get out of that stupidness, LeBron saw something in L.A. that I believe he could figure out. He goes, if I go to L.A., I'm going to instantly give that team credibility. And then at that point, someone's going to want to come here. He may have talked to Anthony Davis beforehand. I don't know for sure. There's never been a report on it, but he may have. So I believe he knew, again, I got to get out of here if I want to win more. And the open gate was the Lakers. So he comes to L.A. What happens? A year later, AD wants to come to L.A., and the rest is history. The problem, though, was they lost in 2021 and didn't just sit down for a second and go, all right, guys, this was a unique situation. We have to restart the season two months later. We got tired. LeBron got uh, – I'm sorry, uh, AD got hurt. It was, it was a unique situation. Let's relax for a second. And think about what we want to do next instead of jump into something so quick and completely napalm your, your team, which is what happened. Because this team over here got this player. Now you're worried about that team and facing them and trying to win a championship. And then you make a horrible trade that has decimated your ability to win a championship again with this particular team. So LeBron did have a set. He did have an influence in destroying this championship team had they just hung tight and said we're going to roll with this team for the next two to three years we would not have i believe the 2022 and 2023 seasons might have been a little different in terms of the end results oh you mean we wouldn't field the oldest team ever in the nba no we wouldn't have we would have we would have fielded we would have fielded seasoned players some youth a lot of youth, actually, to, 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 to be honest with you. You had Caruso's young, late 20s. Not even late 20s, 27. 
That's prime, prime time, prime age for basketball players. You had KCP who was helped Denver win a championship last year. Kuzma's young, you know, might not be what we wanted them to be, but still was good on defense and could give you some, some points. Uh, and obviously won a championship. There was so much there in terms of the correct role players that we got, they got greedy or they got stupid or whatever. And they ended up putting their, their, their chips in, 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 in an area where it just, just, they, they came up crafts basically. And everything since then has been a, a bandaid uh, over a, uh, over a compounded bone. <laughs> Uh, it's just it's just terrible. It's terrible. And, and that's probably where a lot of the anger sits when I'm sitting there, when I'm sitting by myself and thinking about everything. It's 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 just I'm upset that this team never really got it. The LeBron AD era never really, really got a chance to show itself and, and, and go with 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 a consistent team. They just panicked too much. They. They listened to the wrong things, and then now they're not listening to those things, but they're killing themselves. It's like you wanted to do something here. They're not doing it. You didn't want them to do something here. They did it. And it's it's unfortunate, man, and, and, and it sucks. There's no other way to look at it. There's just no other way to look at it. I just – I this thing needs to stop at some point, and – do what the Niners did with Trey Lance. Yes, they gave up a bunch of draft capital to go get him. They hit the lottery with Purdy. And guess what they did in the end? They said, screw it. We know we spent half a draft for Trey Lance, but he ain't the guy. Get him out of there. And they did. They said, we cut, just cut your losses. It's done. There's nothing we can do to fix it. So right now, Rob, Genie, wherever the hell you jackasses are, Cut the fat. It's over. Cut the fat. It won't matter. Actually, it might be better, honestly. I truly believe the Lakers will play better without Darvin Ham as the coach. Even if it's a uh, mashed up coach by committee. I really, really believe that. And if you guys have someone in mind that you want to bring in, I don't know. Whatever. Probably not. But if not, if you're going to let the assistant, co assistant coaches finish off the year, then I hope by the, the second you fire this chump, you are really, really looking for the right guy next. Because I'm tired of these coaches. This is the fifth freaking dud the Lakers have gotten in the last 10 years. I'm I'm burnt out from it, man. I mean, Would you include Vogel in that? No, hell no. Okay, I wasn't sure because you listed it out, so no, I apologize. No, hell no. They they treated uh, him. They treated him worse than anybody I've ever seen. Anybody. Oh yeah, they they treated from the a championship though. coach. This is not David Blatt. This is this guy helped you win a championship. And the way he set up the defense that year, how do you not treat that guy with some respect? And you had mentioned how Vogel, Gerald, you had mentioned how Vogel uh, and, and Sean had mentioned how, and John too, you all have mentioned this, how Vogel had this interchangeable setup too. He adapted to certain things. When you look at game six, of the 2020 finals, he had started Caruso. Caruso had never started until that game. So and I remember Mark the, Jackson on the air. Right. Mark, Mark Jackson said it. And Mark Jackson mentioned it, right? So think he was about criticizing Vogel for doing that. 
Well, that's why he's sitting in the well, not in the booth anymore, but that's why he's not a coach anymore, not in the booth. The so so think about this for a second. If anybody watched Game Five, if you watched Game Five, you saw certain things going on in that in that game where I'm not going to bring up all the details, but there were some issues from the perimeter that they just couldn't manage. So what did he do? In a, in a couple days, he sat there and he probably talked to his crew. His crew Look, I'm going to start Caruso because we need this particular thing to be solved. And I get and and right now is the time to do it. Why? Maybe he sensed they were going to probably burn, be burnt out in Game Six. And if they applied more pressure at that point, which is Caruso's good at, boom, you've got you've got him where you want him. And of course, they end up going up by thirty by the second quarter, and the game was over. Yeah, it was so. it was a brilliant move because once you once you applied a point of attack defender um, to Miami's backcourt, Jimmy Butler really didn't have a chance to set up in his office, and that's what Caruso's job was to prevent to prevent Jimmy from setting up in in his office by being point of attack. Joe, agreed. And it, 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 and you cannot sit there and tell me that Vogel saw it. Vogel is the head coach. He recognized that there was a deficiency that needed a little tweak. And what did you get? What is the hardest game to win in the NBA? The hardest game to win in the NBA. And it the last one. Be, is the, the last, last one. Okay. The, the series clinching one, yes, but there's a bigger one. The last one, the one that wins you the chip. And what did the Lakers do? And what did Frank Vogel do to set that up? He set it up. He decides who starts. He made the adjustment. You cannot sit there and tell me that that guy does not know how to coach. And you fire him. You fired him. For who? For a guy who right a now chump. sits at 30. He might not even be 30, actually. He's by 30 by just name only because he is a head coach. He is the 30th worst coach in the NBA. Yes, Dallas, he's worse than Jason Kidd, believe me. We've seen Jason Kidd coach, and he was a integral part with the Frank Bogle. You know, Sean, you know, some guys are better as number twos, mm-hmm. and which is weird to say because Jason Kidd's always been a one in the, in the basketball side of things. But in coaching, it's probably a better two. He was a great two. But coaching matters in those moments. And we're not even getting a little bit. I would even understand if you coached well during the regular season and then got outcoached in the playoffs. Okay, you know, you get outcoached by Steve Kerr. You get outcoached by Greg Popovich. You get out coached by Will Hardy if he has a championship type team. Okay, yeah, you know, I mean, hey, he's the better coach. But this guy can't coach even in a, in a, in a preseason game. And it's 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 over. It's tiring. It, there's, there's no trade other than getting two superstars on this team with LeBron and AD. I'm talking Giannis and Don, Doncic. If you told me, Joe. Darwin will win a championship this year. Oh, yeah? How? Well, we're going to give you Doncic and Giannis. Oh, yeah? For who? He's, they're just going to come and play with LeBron and AD. Okay. Yeah. I'll roll with it. I can do that. I can I can go with that. That's it, folks. That's it. That's it. So, finish the job. Finish the job, Rob. Finish it. Just finish the job. The, 
The job you screwed over, finish it. Just finish it and get on with our lives. And for the love of God, get someone who can coach. You guys didn't even pick Vogel. That guy fell in your lap too. That's the hilarious part about that. That was their third choice. Third. They didn't uh, even pick that guy. <laughs> they got lucky. They got lucky to get LeBron. They got lucky to get AD, and they got lucky to get Frank Vogel. And what did they do? They fired him. For what? For what? Because he didn't get along with Russell Westbrook? We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Gerald, I'd appreciate if you put that quote up that Darvin Ham gave. I've got it in the chat. Now I see it because it's underneath my comment section. There you go. Okay. Now go ahead, Sean. That is a loser right there. That is the textbook definition of a loser. That's loser talk. If I was reading that as an assistant coach, I'd be breaking a urinal. Darvin Ham says it was a tough position to be in as far as playing LeBron AD in the fourth quarter to try and make a run arresting them. At the end of the day, when you get down 30, you almost have to play perfect basketball to finish the game. That is such a loser mentality, Gerald. It really is. It really, really is. When the Kansas City Chiefs were down 28 to nothing against the Tennessee Titans, Gerald, did Andy Reid throw up throw in the white towel? Did he throw it up there? To, San Francisco to Mike, was down 24-7 at half. Mike Vrabel and say, nope, we're, we're done. Nope. I've got Patrick Mahomes. I've got Travis Kelsey. We're going to go for it, right? Did uh, did Marv Levy throw in the towel when the, the Buffalo Bills were down 38-3 to at halftime against the Houston Oilers? Did, did Mar- And by the way, Marv had lost two Super Bowls at that point. Did he throw up his hands to say, nope, guys, we got to play almost perfect football to win the game? That is such a loser. I would I would despise a quote like that just, just from a competitive um point of view just from a competitive point of view who cares how much we're down by there are 12 minutes in a quarter a lot can happen in 12 minutes especially if you bear down knuckle white knuckle it you never know you just got to keep playing the game but this guy just loves just loves to hear himself talk and overanalyze situations he is such a loser you are a loser coach am and I don't want you coaching the Lakers anymore. You are a loser head coach. You think like a loser. You plan like a loser. You scheme like a loser. And you deserve what you're getting right now. You are a chump on the court. You are a chump, sir. Gerald, I don't care. I don't care. Knock on my door. Knock on my door and say, yeah, I got a problem with what you said. Okay, I got a big backyard. Let's go. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose, unfortunately, 135 to 119. Uh, before we get into it, the requisite cool bro 
questions uh, for Joe and Sean. If you could mention in the comments what your favorite movies are. And for John, the requisite cool bro question for you. Is that a officially Kobe signed an autograph on your Kobe poster there? Or is it just a repro? Um, it is probably just a repro. My brother got this for me like okay like five years ago like before in the whole situation okay i just wanted to yeah. ask i thought i told him i thought it was a repro so I yeah just to make sure to let you probably. yeah because you probably would be framing that if it was the legit, legit yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely would <laughs> uh, by the way you sound much better now thank you you had the buzzing going on a little while ago but uh, i do want to go ahead and mention that the lakers again they go roll into atlanta looks like lebron says as of now as of now, that he will be playing in tomorrow night's game, uh, AD has said it's going to be up to see how he feels going into it. But he said he did it was having he was having trouble with the groin. It's so interesting that he's having all this trouble trouble with the groin. But every day on the you know, injury report, when he's listed as questionable, every single day, it's another part of the body that they always talk about him being injured. But need I digress on that? Just little things there. But when it comes right down to it, Matt, uh, John. It just it seems like the Lakers have just a constantly no direction that that this team just cannot move forward without taking two steps back. Yeah. And you know, you know what a coach is supposed to do for a team? Give a team direction, give a team identity, help a team find its identity, help a team figure out its path. And it's very, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence at all that we have an absolute terrible coach and Wow, would you look at that? We have absolute no direction. One game we're up, one game we're down. The only constant, the only constant so far has been LeBron, AD, and as of late, DeAndre Russell. Everything else is you don't know what you're gonna get. And 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 this isn't even you don't know what you're gonna get good because when I when I think of last year in the playoffs, why were we so good? Why did we make the Western Conference Finals? Because we were so deep. You didn't know what you were going to get. You didn't know if it was going to be a D'Lo 24 game, a Ruby 24 game. You you knew you knew who LeBron and AD were. You knew they were going to have the ball in their hands. But any, anybody else, you didn't know who was going to get off. But this year, it's you don't know who's going to play so terrible. You don't know what mistake Darvin Ham's going to make. It's it's going to be a mistake, but which one is it? And how crucial would that mistake be? That's that's the point where I'm at with this guy. Uh, honestly, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm gonna be real, guys. Like to 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 be honest, I'm not even I'm not even like that that upset because it's like we're not a championship team anymore. Like I I have gave up those hopes a long time ago. I've gave up those hopes a long time ago. So at this point, uh, and 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 what's funny is. Earlier in the season, when I when I still had hope for it, I was saying like, guys, like I know Darvin Ham sucks, but you know we can't fire Darvin Ham midway through the season. Firing a coach and hiring a coach midway through the season is tough, man. Like that's a tough thing to do, man, especially uh, Milwaukee did it. M- M- Milwaukee did it, but there's a drastic difference between us and Milwaukee. There's a drastic difference between us and Milwaukee, especially especially roster wise. But what I'll say is we're all, we were already struggling with continuity, so I was like, oh, that, that that's tough. But at this point, like. I, I, what does continuity matter? Like <laughs> for us to get knocked out in the play in if we make it there at this, uh, at this point. So to me, continuity doesn't matter at this point. What matters is this isn't going to work anymore. Let's start looking forward to next season. And if we bring in a good, co- if we bring in a coach right now, let him get 
let them get rolling, let them get going, let them figure out the players for this season. And now next season, hey, it's in a way kind of his second season as a coach and it's not a first season as a coach. And maybe we can get ahead of, 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 of where we are because, yeah, guys, this is um, – <laughs> This is absolutely ridiculous, guys. Like, absolutely ridiculous. I can't believe. I, and I talk about this with my brother sometimes because it's funny how, like, Joe said at the top, I think it's a good, good, a good circle on the episode. Joe said it at the beginning of the episode. He said, how is it that, like, me, this guy, like, this, you know, this random dude, like, oh, like, you know, all of us, um, I'm sure we all work day jobs. Like, I, I, I work a job during the day, you know, I... I give him, I have a, a job that I do, and my job isn't to strictly scout basketball. I love watching basketball. I used to play basketball, and I have I care I deep I care deeply about it. But <laughs> but, but nonetheless, I think it's ridiculous that me and Joe Magic Man Gerald. Every, every, all, everybody else that's in this chat can just so easily point out the issue. And Darvin Ham just there, like, ah, man, I wonder what we're going to do next. Huh. I wonder what's going to work. It's crazy to me. <laughs> quite, quite literally crazy. Starting to think maybe he's sabotaging this team. Who knows? That may be the case. The way he answers the questions from the press reporters these past few months, it's just been very troubling indeed. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Before we head on out, Joe, what do you have planned for tonight for the awesome new show that you have, Lakers Nightcap with Joe Sorrow? I'm going to break down some of the stats from tonight's game, the statistics from the uh, from particular lineups on why they – why certain lineups shouldn't be put in and I'll see where the alcohol takes me tonight. I might be drinking a little more than normal. Fair enough. Uh, cool bro still needs your list, man. I, cause he probably won't be up. He uh, should I not be a, up. I can't pick a favorite movie, but, uh, like a number one, all, you know, it's gotta be through kind of like on a genre Got a group, maybe a group. of. Yeah. Um, it, look, if I guess if I had to pick one movie that to, to, to go home with, my cousin Vinny. Okay. And it's it's, it's kind of close to Bronx Tale. It's like my cousin Vinny, Bronx Tale. Bronx Tale is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. It's just it's a perfect movie. And that's that's also comparing it to Goodfellas and The Godfather, Shawshank, Schindler's List. It's hard. It's really hard to pick a number one. It's oh, my and, cousin uh, Vinny. No Country for Old Men. I mean, that movie that movie was. I can watch that movie on a on a on a loop nonstop. Magic Man, agree, disagree. I, Mike, how can you go wrong with my cousin Vinny? Like how it's like, it's like a top, that's in the upper echelon of comedies, like. And Joe Pesci's performance is outstanding. That's probably a, a, a third movie should have won an Oscar for. Well, definitely a large crowd tonight. Uh, hopefully we provided enough therapy for you tonight and this evening. Lakers once again lose. Especially the Jerry, the Jerry Callow yes. line. C-A-L-L-O. 
<laughs> Jerry Gallo is dead. Are we led to believe that boiling water soaks in a bowl faster in your kitchen than any place on the face of the earth? Perhaps the laws of physics cease to exist on your stove. Were these magic grits? <laughs> I can still hear my dad hyperventilating in that scene. He was, I'm sorry, he wasn't hyperventilating. You know how older gentlemen would. <laughs> yeah, like exasperated. It, was, it like... was, he was dying for all I know. No air left in his lungs. Could He's not laughing so hard. Breathe and laugh and, and exist. And, and, and at that moment, he was dying. And then he came back to life. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah it's, yeah, it's 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 one of those, and of course, Marissa Tomei, and no, I hate him, <laughs> Miss Vito. <laughs> and when you're, you know, when I was a kid watching that, like I, you know, a lot of times you don't catch things, and then you get older and you start catching this and this and that. Uh, <laughs> that I, I think a lot of it too is I re I related to some of the dialogue. It's it's stuff that I I grew up around. So when when he's irritated and she brings him the pitch pictures, <laughs> oh, oh shit, honey, look the, the case breaker, me in the shower. <laughs> I love this. This is it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. That's 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 an all timer, man. That one I I, I could take home uh, if, if I had to pick one. Once again, the Lakers do lose 135. John's looking at us like, what the hell are these schmucks talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, guys. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not I'm not a big movie guy. I'm not a big movie guy. I'm, I'm the type that's like, man, like I got to sit there for like two hours. Like, that's kind of crazy. I'm not going to lie. But there, there are some great movies. But I, I, I movie, I've actually seen the movie. So, I, no. I, 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 I also know. think some of those movies are out of my... Uh, out of my uh my date range <laughs> to be honest uh that's a very good movie and it's very enjoyable so hopefully everybody gets still gets a chance to try to find where it's at and, and hopefully they'll be get a chance to go ahead and check it out but it is the lakers fast break the lakers do lose 135 to 119 we'll be back tomorrow for hopefully not more pain on a back-to-back -back. hopefully more something a little bit more enjoyable. We'll see. AD is going to be a game time decision. LeBron is swearing that he'll play in the game. We'll see if that actually happens. But it is the Lakers in Atlanta tomorrow? Don't forget tonight here in just a little bit in two hours. It's Joe Soro having a nightcap. Lakers nightcap with Joe Soro. Be part of that tonight at 11 p.m. Pacific. Appreciate everyone being here. Big crowd tonight. We actually reached over triple digits tonight. So it was actually very enjoyable to be a great part of that. And looking forward again to having you part of what we do here. But Magic Man, any last thoughts before we head on out? Yeah, if uh, if cool bro, if you really want a mustache like Kurt Russell had in Tombstone, you need a lot of wax, and you need a lot of time in the mirror because that old timey wax, that uh, grandpa's old wax, they don't make that anymore. And even Raleigh Fingers is pretty good as it was. He couldn't, he, even he couldn't pull off that, um, that look go for cool, bro. If you're going to go for like a 
a mustache go for look up bass reeves look up bass reeves go for that mustache john what you got cooking at lakers corner and clutch talk for everyone out there and why they need to subscribe to your great channels Come check us out. Come subscribe. Got two channels, Lakers Corner, where it's bringing you all type of Lakers content, uh, talking about all Lakers things. That's just on YouTube. And then Clutch Talk, that's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, That's an NBA talk show, dropping two episodes per week, keeping you up to date with uh, all things NBA. But as always, appreciate you guys um, for being on here. I uh, love the post-game shows. And hopefully tomorrow we have a little bit of a a better one, man, because today was – a little bit upsetting. Am- upsetting and angry indeed. But Joe, here we go. Any last thoughts before we head on? I'm done hope. There's no hope. The hopes are gone. Every game to me will be a know. loss unless they surprise me. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it indeed. The only, I, time, I... The hope, the only time hope will come by is when you cut the ham out. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. But it is the Lakers fast break. It Better is Joe convert Ford. to Islam, everyone. Maybe that'll help. Or we're just going all over the place. Yeah, that was random. Yeah. Just say those who don't they don't like pork products. Oh, <laughs> bro, yes. Uh, just go with that handlebar mustache and see how how it uh, you know goes with the ladies right there. Ladies don't like mustaches, folks. This is not the 1976. Actually, mustaches are back, sir, and they're and ladies love the mustache. I'm sorry. I I know you guys in California are pansies, especially the ones who don't grow facial hair. But uh, chicks dig the stash again, Joe. Okay. Me and Joe holding it down. You gotta tell me the tooth fairy exists too. No, I mean, but help help yourself to to um, um. a GQ magazine, or you know, talk to women outside of you know GQ that magazine. Didn't they talk, make talk a to, uh... talk to women outside of your little suburb there, where the forty-year-old wine moms who Didn't wouldn't GQ know, who wouldn't know, who wouldn't know, a... who wouldn't know an attractive guy if it walked right by him. Joe. Didn't GQ vote Man of the Year with a lady wearing a? It doesn't suit matter. You're surrounded by forty year old wine moms. What do you know about fashion? No, Sounds most good. women here. No, most of the women here like desert rats. I don't even know what the flat rat is. And motocross type look, guys. I don't. Oh, okay. The, the the douchey pencil beards. The 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 chads with the flat build hats, and then one area is sleeved. <laughs> All it's the guys that if 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 it, if it, if it oh, came okay. down, so we're we're in California. We're back to I'm in Temecula. Remember, Temecula 19, has a little bit 1995 more of a look. Effect. The 1995 look. Okay, all right. Just, just show you right there. John, do you have any room in Lakers Corner? <laughs> do I have any? <laughs> I got all the room in the world, man. I do. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. John's just like stoned. He's like, Joe's, Joe's looking at Sean. I feel like I'm on the Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch. That's the way. You... Oh, you, Joe's become a product of his environment. That's true. That's true. But yeah, that's the one good thing you can I don't do. Like when this. Flat bit build sleeve dudes. What are you talking about? Oh, really? 
Ah, no, that's, not what you said. that's not what you said the other day. Huh? Huh? <laughs> wow. What did I say the other day? All right. And on that note. <laughs> this is the first time we've talked about mustaches, so I don't know where you're going. No, nah, sure? this is this isn't the first time we've talked about mustaches. You got yeah. you got a mem you got I'm a like, mem I'm like I'm you like have a memory like a mustaches. mule. You have right. a memory like a mule. You can't remember what you said seven minutes ago. You already said that before. Well. You already said that before. Let me, let me, so shut up. Welcome, Sovereign, and uh, thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> you came in right in time. It you is the memory of a wet fart. <laughs> <laughs> memory of a wet fart is crazy. Okay. And on that note, it is that the Lakers. No <laughs> it sounded funny enough. But it's it the Lakers fast break. It is Gerald Glasser along with Magic Man Sean Grice, Joe Soro from LakersBall.com as Ox1947, of course, Lakers Nightcap with Joe Soro and the guy behind Clutch Talk and Lakers Corner, John Costa. So for all these great guys, it is Gerald Glassford. Thanks again for watching this and truly appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow for pregame game against Atlanta of course right there on playback the post game but for now we'll see you again tomorrow but also as well we'll see you later tonight for a nightcap a Lakers nightcap with Joe Soro right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast